Hey Pelicans fans, welcome back. Hey Hoops fans, basketball fanatics, we got something for you. This next little conversation is between me, Coach Rory at Delgado, and my man Sasha Clarivasian. He's the founder of Music Movies and Hoops. They've getting you know, they're getting press passes in there too nowadays. They got some stuff with the Mavericks on the site about how they jam out in the locker room and stuff like that. That's kind of how the angle they going. But what follows here is just a conversation with me, Coach Roy, and Sasha about how what it takes to make it to the next level, whatever that next level may be. For some of y'all, it's high school, leaving from junior high, then it's JUCO, D1, D2, D3. But we talk about how the NBA Finals just had Jimmy Butler, who started at JUCO, Duncan Robinson, D3. And, and we just wanted to get with Coach Roy because – He's been doing the most. He's like he's like one of the biggest movers and shakers in New Orleans when it comes to training players. I mean, he's going to have players in the NBA and WNBA as soon as next season, maybe. If not, the season after that. But he, he's doing a lot of work. He's, he's doing a lot of moves. He's trying to make sure that these kids and these players, even in a pandemic, they got a place to go through player development, player training, get some practices in, get some runs in. And, that, I mean, anytime I see something like that, I would rather promote that positive stuff that's going on rather than focus on all that negativity from when the Pelicans lost a few games and that, that nonsense. That ain't worth it. What is worth it, to add one more little note, and I'm going to add this at the end, is that we're doing something with Crescent City Christian and Coach Dumas. Andrew Lopez over at ESPN did an article about him a few months back about how he saved the season. And when I read that, I started looking into some other things like cards for a cause. I'm into sports cards and sports trading. So we're going to run like a little auction. Maybe if y'all want to make an offer on it, we got some graded Zion rookie cards. Uh, it's all up at cards underscore crest underscore cleats on Instagram. You can check out pictures of all the, all the cards that's going to be given away, doing auctions. Whatever y'all want to, I mean, we're going to try and do a big package deal for these kids so they can really get some money out of it. But I'm trying to, I got too many cards. If anybody wants to make some offers and donate to the school, as long as it goes to a good cause, I'm willing to come off of them. But, I mean, we got them some goals already, some soccer equipment too, because Coach said they're trying to start some soccer stuff over at Crescent City. They just got football back. These kids need help. It's a smaller school in, in the city, but they got big dreams. So we're going to try and raise them up a good big old bank account worth of fundraising so going into the summer and next school season hopefully we're out of this pandemic hopefully the kids can start going to camps and more showcase tournaments i just want to help promote that hopefully coach dumas is going to come off of one of these conversations i won't hold you up too much longer y'all thanks for coming back got some more pelican stuff coming to you i hope you get a lot out of this conversation i know i did and i mean i think everybody could from professional coaches all the way down to you know some junior high volunteers and then the players themselves to hear what's coming from college coaches what they looking for y'all keep looking for us give us a five-star review on any of your podcast apps it's greatly appreciated and again i'll drop another note about this auction and these graded mint zion rookie cards that's going to go to helping these kids at the end of the podcast and later on thanks again hope you enjoy it hey guys welcome to music movies and hoops since we got a little coaching corner with us i'm chris dotson over at forbes sports also with unfiltered dunks today we've got sasha the grand poobah of music movies and hoops that's sasha claire abazian and then we got coach Roy from delgado community college but he's also doing a lot of stuff with training in new orleans when i moved to new orleans and tried to 
branch out and touch base with all the coaches in colleges. The pandemic hit. And when that happened, Coach Roy was one of the biggest people stepping up so that these players had a place to go train and develop and play. And he just did so much. I wanted to bring him on, find out more about his coaching philosophy, morals, his value systems that, that set up the championship culture that I've seen in them open runs. Because, Coach, to bring you in, that first gym with no air conditioning in July in New Orleans, COVID <laughs> or not, that gets hot. But introduce yourself, tell the people where you're at, let us know who you are. Oh man, uh, you know, first of all, it's a, it's a pleasure to uh, to chat with you guys today, man. But I'm uh, I'm Rory Popleon. I'm uh, the assistant coach at Delgado Community College. Um, I've been there. This is actually my second year um, over here, man. I coached at five years in high school, and I've been working with athletes for the last seven years. Uh, I train anywhere from NBA to overseas to college to high school kids. Uh, and just, you know, my, my main focus is player development. Gotcha. And we want to hear so much more about that. Before we get into it, I'll bring in Sasha. Introduce yourself. Let us know where we can find you on social media. Subscribe to the YouTube channel if y'all haven't already. But I'll let you fill in all that, Sasha. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm Sasha, um, a full-time musician. Uh, in the wake of COVID, I've started this media website, Um covering music, movies, and hoops, and trying to cross over as much as possible. Connecting with Dotson on Twitter, he's been a huge part of this, and connecting me with amazing people in New Orleans. Coach Rory, so great to hang out with you today on New Year's Eve. Um, I have some questions I'm really excited to ask you, but uh, you can find us on YouTube for all our interviews, and on Twitter, we're Music Movies Hoop. Gotcha, Sasha. Thanks so much. And since you had one of the greatest light bulb questions that I just totally looked over, I want you to lead with that first question, if you would. Go ahead. You know which one I'm talking about. So, Coach, um, just a real quick background. I love hoops. I've been playing basketball for about 20 years. I played intramural in college. Uh, until March, I was playing the lunch game at the JCC in Austin. Um, huge NBA fan, but I've never been on a team. And I don't really know what actually happens on those deeper levels in the way that I know what happens at a rehearsal because I'm a musician. So, man, behind the scenes, I'm watching the games. What's happening at practice? What are you guys going over? What are you focusing on? What's the first practice look like? First practice, man. First practice is not a is normally not a great sight. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'll be honest, man. It's uh, it's, it's really just about building chemistry early. Um, you know, what we like to focus on is conditioning early. We focus on conditioning because basketball is a game of tempo. Basketball is a game of fast pace. Basketball is a game where you have to exert a lot of energy. So we just focus on, you know, guys getting after it, um, just seeing who's going to fight. That's that's one of the that's one of the most important things during the conditioning period is seeing who your fighters are. You know what I mean? And, uh, and and being a fighter has nothing to do with skill set. Being a fighter has something to do with mind frame. And we just try to see who's who's completely locked in. So so that first practice, man, is just about guys getting after it. And, you know, we're, we're teaching, you know, a lot of our guys are, this is either their second year or their first year of college. You know, we, you know, we coach freshmen and we coach sophomores being a junior college. So a lot of it's is correct or building on the good habits that they have or correcting the bad habits you know teaching those those guys um you know like what what's expected of them uh you know what's our philosophies and you know just what we expect from them so early it's just basically it, it's uh it's it's mental but it's uh it's really it's really 
physical as far as guys competing and uh and, and just working for playing time coach that's great to hear and i know you did a lot to get people playing time and development time training time during covid finding them hot gyms in new orleans that you know the state you couldn't practice at the state and the college level because they were shutting all the gyms down you had to find somewhere you talk about the players energy where does your energy come from to actually strive to find that extra level that extra gym that extra development time where do you find the energy to put that in and i won't name drop the players you did had at that gym yet but you had some pretty big names showing up yeah i mean you know i, I respect those guys man i mean i i love the game like this is this is something to when you know god rest his soul my grandpa he uh he told me to go play with the older kids i was six years old he just told me go and go play and uh you know i'll come get you later and i used to go out there and i would you know we'll go to the black top you know we'll go to the court and just being around older guys growing up and just and just working and having a grind and you know if i play well they'll keep me on and if i didn't they're like look you gotta, you gotta catch winners so this is something that I love, you know what I mean. This is the, I don't I don't look at it as um, work. I look at it as the grind. I look at it as you know something um, that that I'm I'm here to do. I look at it as purpose. And um, you know when you were you were talking about that gym, man. Um, thank you to Pastor, man. Pastor, he, you know he gave us an opportunity because everything has shut down. That first month, I was you know watching movies. Uh, chilling with my family, watching a lot of film from last season, just thinking about, you know, what, what I could be doing um, basketball-wise. So I went to a court. I, I, like, the guys I was training before, we went outside. And then two weeks later, they took the goals, <laughs> the goals off the outside courts. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I was like, I was like, oh, man. And, uh, and you know, Pastor reached out. Pastor told me about the numbers, and he didn't, you know, he didn't want to have – you know, a certain amount of people and, you know, just about regulations involved in a city and, you know, and what, what we can do. And, uh, it, you know, it was a great opportunity, man, because just us having all those guys down, you know, not being able to go anywhere else and, you know, looking for a spot to, you know, work on their skill set. I, I think it was it, it was it was great. It was uh, it was a true blessing. And uh, and I tell him that all the time. But he kind of just brushes it off. He's like, no problem. But he just doesn't understand how much of a blessing it truly was. So every day is a blessing that you can get out and play some ball. If you're on the right side of the ground, the right side of the walls, it's a blessing. Yes, absolutely. Coach, you, you had some pros out there. I mean, I'll go ahead and yeah. drop. You had Tyree. You had Lamar. I mean, Mitchell was supposed to show up. But you also had some little 12 and 13-year-olds out there that saw the professional level that you were coaching at. They saw what a professional basketball player looks at. How much yeah. does it mean to, to – to, I mean, you were out there playing with the older kids. How much does it mean to the young cats – that they can see the OGs, the the pros in this city actually still working in the same little gym that they playing in. And they can connect that from, I'm growing up, but I can grow into that. Well, man, I mean, you know, guys like Tyree Griffin, guys like Mitchell Robinson, guys like uh, DJ Augustine, guys like Jared Butler, guys like um, Caleb Daniels, guys like... Um, Jerron Pierre, guys like Latrell Jones. I can name so many players. Kendall Dykes, who's been overseas. You know, guys that when 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 kids, you know, they dribble in a basketball and they're from the inner city and, you know, whether they're on social media or whether they hear about someone, that that's a big influence. That's that's motivation for those kids, man. Um, you know, they had a kid recently, um, 
uh, Jerron Pierre. He's over at Southern Miss. I, I work with him, you know, been working with him the last few years. And a kid recently asked me, he was like, Coach, if I work hard, do you think I can be that good? Yeah. And, and, and absolutely. And um, and I just told him, I said, man, that guy, that guy lived in the gym. If, if he was able to put a bed in the gym, you know, he would do it. He would sleep there. He'd put a fridge in there, and he would just turn on the lights and turn them off when it's time to sleep, wake up super early. So I, I explained to the kid, like, anything is possible through hard work. So I think with the kids, seeing these guys playing overseas, playing uh, major college basketball, um, you know, playing NBA basketball, I mean, it's – that's that's motivation man that's that's it's critical uh you know for for kids down here especially man being from new orleans and uh and some of these kids thinking that it can't come true but it it really can but i mean we were talking the other day just on social media dm and there instead of text you saw there was some twitter drama and some bullets and negativity how much is it that you keep the kids out of that you show them that you got to stay positive in everything you do and then sasha i'll let you jump in i say i tell guys this all the time and and i mean we're between athletes, there, there's going to be a little bit of talking, you know, on the court. But I think, um, you know, athletes, even though, even when you're at the amateur level, you still have to understand the professionalism of the sport. You, you're, you're a brand. Once you start representing yourself, you're, you're your brand. Even if you're not considered a business, you know, if you're trying to be a professional, you're, you're a businessman. You're trying to be a professional. So, you know, uh, I tell guys all the time to, to make sure that they keep um, that negativity you know, off of social media. I mean, if you have any issue with anybody, you know, just give them a call. Just, I mean, it's, life is too short for it, man. I mean, you know, me being a player, you know, when I was a player, I had guys that, you know, I respected and they had guys that I used to love um, to compete against. But I never let it get past that point because at the end of the day, you know, between those lines, we're at war, right? But at the end of the day, you know, we're still part of the same community. We're still part of the a brotherhood of, you know, of hoopers. And, you know, so with a lot of these kids, I tell them, I tell them, watch what they like, watch what they post, um, watch how they interact because they're being watched. And it takes one wrong move from a college coach. I mean, wrong, one wrong move from a player to where a college coach can turn his head the other way. And it'll, it'll uh, hurt that scholarship opportunity. So, I just tell those guys just to, just to stay free and stay clear of all that, man. Just focus on the positivity. Coach, I want to circle back to your answer about first practice and about fighters because you touched on a topic mm-hmm. I'm always curious about. So I'm a fighter. I've worked so hard to build a career in music. My parents raised me on good things come from hard work. That was like the mantra of my family. And then looking at the NBA level, everyone loves players like Jimmy Butler or Marcus Smart, these fighters, these yeah. dogs. And I just don't understand how anyone isn't that way. How do you get to the college level and you're not a fighter? Are these guys just so supremely talented that they play the game because they're good at it, but the, their heart isn't there? I, just something I never understood. It's on the lines of uh, liking and loving something. Mm-hmm. When you like something, you know what I mean? When you like something, I mean, I, you know, I, I, I like, you know, I like shrimp pool boys. You know what I mean? <laughs> Me too. But but I love gumbo. You know what I mean? It's a difference. <laughs> so it's like, you know, it's like um, a lot of people play the game, but they, they play the game because they like what comes with the game. And a lot of kids, they'll play the game because it's something that they need. It's something that they use to get away from um, the everyday. It's, it's kind of like their, their escape. I've coached a lot of players to where, uh, you know, they've, they've come from um, – 
you know, humble beginnings or, or they went through rough patches um, as far as, you know, family life. And it was something to where they would come to practice and they would run through a wall for me. And I would never have to ask those kids to do that. Uh, there's some kids to where Jolivy, Bill Gallagher, those are guys that coach me. And they told us early when we first got out there as freshmen and 10 graders, like, first man to the ball gets the ball. So we dove on the floor. So with my guys that I'm coaching, it's a different, it's a different era, man. I, I'm telling them, like, look, you know, we need dogs. We need fighters. We need guys that are going to compete at the, at you know, at that supreme form because, you know, I mean, basketball, football, a lot of sports are one in the trenches. You know what I mean? And you know what I mean about the trenches. I mean, I it could come down to offensive rebound. It could come down to 50-50 ball when it comes out off the rim and two guys are looking at it first man to the ball, grabbing it, putting it in. It, it comes down to those plays and, you know, it, you can all you know right away who your fighters are and you know right away what kid is doing this because they they need it you know they need that outlet they, they're like listen I, i'm trying to be a pro one day i'm trying to help out my mom my mom works 12-hour shifts or i'm trying to um you know my grandma's still working you know what i mean and i look she takes care of me so i'm trying to i'm trying to you know pursue my goals so she doesn't have to do it you can always tell when it's a little bit of extra a little bit something more than just uh liking a game going on for you coach would you always prefer maybe a b level talent with that fighter mentality over an a talent who's more passive we're describing uh wiggins i hope y'all know that (laughs) (laughs) well i i I tell you man um the two best teams in the country right now are, in my opinion, Baylor defensively and Gonzaga offensively, right? That's that's the two best teams in the country. That's in my opinion, okay? You know, later on, I want you guys to look into how many McDonald's All-Americans are on either one of those teams. Yeah. And when you, come, when you come to that, you know, when you look it up and when you come to that realization, you're going to see that it's not always about getting the the best ranked guy or the most um prolific player it just comes down with just guys wanting to battle uh you look at that that miami heat team from this past season i mean i love that team and it wasn't that i'm a big miami heat fan i've never been a, a big miami heat fan but i just like that that team didn't have a superstar they didn't have one. They had Jimmy, you know, Jimmy Butler went to junior college, man, you know, before he ended up going to Division One, He had to grind his way up, and, and he was labeled a bad teammate and, you know, all this stuff. And, and now he's leading a bunch of guys who were like the Duncan Robinson who went Division Three first. You know what I mean? So at the end of the day, um, me personally, I would rather um, – a guy like a like a B-rated player that gives me a thousand percent every day, than um, than a player who's just getting by with talent alone, but not but not giving everything that they have for the team. I think that you know, um, and I don't want to call it baby fine, but I, like just you know, when you let players like that get by, get by, it's gonna hurt them. You know, it's going to hurt them later on. You, you just got to gotta get on them. You got to let them know, like, listen, man, you have a great opportunity. You're very skilled. But that extra, you don't have it. And 
there's there's guys that can play everywhere in America, overseas, and I tell the uh, the high school kids and all the time, and they look at me like I'm crazy, but I'm like, listen, you're not competing with the kids at your school. You're not competing with the kids in your region, and not even so much in your state. You're competing with everybody across the world. I get kids all the time from different countries trying to come to America to play basketball. They just want an opportunity to come here and play basketball. And those guys are on dirt roads. Those guys are in the snow. Those guys, they don't even have a court. Some of those guys are shooting off a pole. And, you know, you better you better bring it. So I would much rather um, a wolf that's climbing than a, than a wolf that's at the top of the hill. What sets an NBA-level prospect apart? You know, for me, I'm just like wondering when you're in a room full of guys who have NBA bodies, who are elite athletes, have shooting ability, what are, are those differentiators of people at that level? Specialists. Okay, like what I do with the high school kids, like we'll work out and we'll do a different variation of things because they're they're still honing their skills. They're still building as a player. Once you get to college, you know what type of player you are. Now, you can reinvent yourself, but you can't reinvent yourself that much at that age. You understand? So when I'm 18, 19, 20 to 21 years old and I'm getting and I'm getting ready, I'm preparing for the draft. They're looking for specialists. So when you think of certain players like you like, um, think of like a J.J. Reddick. J.J. Reddick is a flat out pure shooter. When I look at, um, you know, other players, I'll look at them and I'll say, well, you know, Oh, he's he's a bruiser, or this guy's a high IQ point guard, or, or Lonzo Ball. Lonzo Ball, I think his his greatest attribute in college, because I always go back and I and I watch a lot of the um, college games, and uh, his greatest attribute is the outlet pass. He's so used to with him playing at Chino Hills, and you know him growing up, it was something that I, I guess his his dad implemented with him was just to get it and, and release it, and and that reminds me of Jason Kidd. And I, you know, I think that a lot of people look at um, certain things when it's like, well, how much is Zion, I mean, or uh, Zion or uh, Brandon Ingram, like how much it is scoring, but it's, it's about, you know, what your role is on that team. So I think like the NBA, they're looking for guys that are really good. You don't want to be average in everything. Like if you're an average shooter, or an average defender, or an average rebounder, average IQ, you're not gonna you're not gonna make it to the NBA. I mean, you might not even make it overseas because the the talent level is is so high. Like with the kids, I'm you know I'm working with right now, like um, Courtney Weber, she's at Florida State, uh, women's basketball player. She's she's very good. She went to Ursuline, and uh, they're actually playing right now against Virginia Tech. When she came home for Christmas break, you know. Because I think she's a, a future WNBA player, if not this year, next year. And we were working on, you know, moves off the dribble to get space and to get separation for a jump shot because she's a flat-out shooter. So just going back to your question, I think it's you just have to be great at something. The best example I can give is, uh, well, two, is uh, Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman was just, he was great at, finding a ball he was great at hustling he had he probably has the greatest motor of all time and that was his that was his greatest attribute was never a great shooter finished around the rim rebounded the ball all that's fine but it was his motor 
You know what I mean? And uh, you look at a guy like Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley was never a over over the rim windmill type of guy. He was six four, but he was you know getting ten and twelve rebounds a game and battling and still arguably one of the best power forwards of all time. So you got to find that that quality and you have to work relentlessly at it and you have to make sure that uh, you master it. And if you do, uh, you, you have a shot. If nothing else, you, you've got a shot in life because you've set some good ground foundations, morals, the values that, that you, to build a championship type thing. Coach, uh, just a few more questions. How do you bring in that value system and transfer it in a coaching practice session besides just running them to death, yelling at them? How do you, how do you translate or, or I guess transfer that value system to a player so that they can build on that for life not just for the game i just think it's it's um it's based on opportunity like you're going to be given opportunities throughout your life and either you're going to take advantage of them or you're going to let them slip so with us being a junior college like here at delgado you know we give guys a full scholarship and you have you have two years to get your associate's degree and if you get your associate's degree even if you don't play basketball after these two years you got two years of your college done now it's up to you to take care of business here and move on and then for the guys that are good enough and the guys that get an opportunity to play moving forward it's really about them just taking advantage of the scholarship and you know playing and competing and it's two more years to uh, get yourself recruited so what i try to do man i just try to make sure that these guys uh grow as men just you know getting to practice on time we have a schedule i do where i get to practice always like early so i get to practice early and i have three guys work out and then after practice i have a schedule with guys working for another hour like they after practice is over, they have to work and they work on specific things. But I'm just trying to build a work ethic in all these guys to when, you know, they leave or they go to another program or they move on in life, they understand that they have to work for everything. Like even if you're not working extremely hard, you need to work smart. You're gonna have to work for something. You know what I mean? Nothing is gonna be handed out. Um so that's that's one of my main things. I like to uh I like to implement it and push the guys to just understand that you know, not so much with the with the NBA dream. You know, with a, with a lot of players, it's not going to happen. But you can still achieve things if you work for it. So I, I think that's very important. I love that, and I just want to build on that. You're talking about working hard over time, and I'm just curious about goals for a season. You know, mm-hmm. I hear coaches say things like "we're a work in progress" or "we're building habits," and I've never really understand that. Over the course of a season, what are your goals? What does it What does it mean to have, feel like your team improved and reached its potential? I tell you, man. Like when when we start, so we get back on January 11th practice, and we we actually start playing less than uh, we play 12 days from that date. So we've been off a few weeks. We go back and we practice for 12 days. So early is going to be having to go over everything again basically and uh you know early is going to be guys getting in shape and 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 guys competing but you know we want to steal a few wins like early we want to try to get those early wins and our conference players start a month within a season um my ultimate goal with this team uh is to win conference it's it's been a long time 
since uh, Delgado has won conference. And, you know, we, we playing we play a solid conference with LSUE, with uh, Southern Shreveport, with uh, BRCC. Those are, are teams where anybody can win it. You know what I mean? And uh, we just we just want to battle. We want to win conference. If you, if you win conference, you go to regional. And when you go to regional, your record starts over. So anything is possible. So, you know, with, with the guys, uh, you know, we talked about it. And, I, and all of them have their own individual goals. Guys want to go on and play at four-year schools. And, you know, that's one of my biggest things. And I always, I always think about it. I'm like, if we win conference this year, that's a team goal. That may be a goal as a coach. But how does that help the players? Like, what does that do for the players? Like, we're talking to them. I, you know, basically said, uh, if we can win games – we can bring more energy and and, and more um, coaches, you know, our way. Like we'll have, you know, when you win, you know, people want winners. You know what I mean? And um, we just want to help these guys move on. We want to help these guys get to the next step. So helping our guys get to four year schools and and winning a winning a conference championship. Uh, it's my second season. I worked hard this past year to get these guys uh, here, the, the freshmen here and getting the sophomores to come back. So, uh, you know, I, I definitely uh, I want that conference championship and I want our guys to have individual success as well. Who would you draft? Jesus Shuttlesworth or Neon Boudreaux? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you right now, I'm going with Boudreaux. Oh! Johnson's out. Coach, we appreciate you being your authentic, genuine self here on the Music Movies and Hoops. Uh, everybody, if you could, go subscribe to us on YouTube. Check out the channel. Check out some old stuff. I've got the Unfiltered Dunks podcast. We have old Coach Roy stuff. Other coaches have come on. Sasha's got a whole bunch of stuff. He's about to plug. I appreciate you again, Coach. Y'all have a good New Year's. Sasha, take us out of here. Thank you. Dodson, I think you covered. I just want to say, Coach, thank you so much. This was so fun. I really enjoyed talking to you. Thanks for sharing your wisdom and insight. Oh, thank you guys, man. I really appreciate it, man. Hey, guys, I hope you all enjoyed that conversation with me, Sasha Clarivasian from Music Movies and Hoops, and Coach Roy over at Delgado, one of the best trainers in New Orleans, one of the best trainers in the country. Again, NBA players, WNBA players, he's going to have it all in his portfolio very, very soon. I hope you all want to put a graded rookie Zion Williamson card in your portfolio just get with me we're doing a fundraiser to help crescent city christian and coach dumas over there again go read that article it's about 15 minutes long but it's the best thing you're gonna read all week andrew lopez espn wrote it up i think it come out the same time on coach dumas that i wrote that Forbes story for coach rory so i mean it was cool that we started looking at other ways to 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 report on basketball in the city once the season got canceled Again, we're doing this raffle so these kids can extend their season once we're out of the pandemic. I won't extend this too much longer, but I will be back with another podcast this week. Again, thanks for coming out. Five-star reviews. This is Unfiltered Dunks. I'm still protecting the nest because that's my name. And you can find us over at Music Movies and Hoops on YouTube if you like to watch the videos. Y'all stay safe out there. Have a happy Mardi Gras. However you're going to live this Mardi Gras, see you next time.